0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live.
1: Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. With you here tonight, it's Ian,
2: Nikki, and Bonnie.
1: Let me just share the story from yesterday here. This is uh, Cheyenne Lignon or Ligon. She is from Coindesk. Headline Early Bitcoin pioneer Ian Freeman goes to trial in New Hampshire. Freeman's facing eight counts related to tax evasion and operating an unlicensed money transmitting business. Federal prosecutors say early Bitcoin pioneer and libertarian activist Ian Freeman and a group of his associates helped scammers and other criminals launder more than $10 million using Bitcoin through a network of Bitcoin vending machines and in-person and virtual cash for Bitcoin trades from 2016 until their arrests in 2021. Freeman is standing Did,
2: did they even really technically allege that you helped them because like that implies that you were like knowledgeable of it and like went and wanted to do it because yes, i don't even know if what that's they're what they're alleging because no, that's they're,
1: specifically what they're alleging during the trial that's one of the they're alleging money laundering that
2: you counts. like looked the other way and didn't do things that could have uncovered f- scams
1: well they're alleging in one of the money laundering counts which is the conspiracy to money launder they're saying that by being quote unquote willfully blind is what mm-hmm. they're saying is that is that means that i'm partnering essentially with criminals And uh, and they're they're claiming willful blindness just simply means having a privacy policy, basically. That's what this. Yeah, the main thing
2: that Georgiana McDonald was uh, saying during the opening statements hammering was saying, Ian Freeman's golden rule, which I'm sure he's never called it that, (laughs) was, I don't care what you do with your Bitcoin. Don't tell me what you do with your Bitcoin. And it's like everybody in every libertarian that was in there watching just was looking at each other like, uh. So privacy bad? Well, yeah, yeah expecting- statists hate privacy.
3: They're sure, expecting- they want to know
1: everything about yeah. everything that you do. And that's why the Federal Reserve is looking into a CBDC, which stands for Central Bank Digital Currency, which would give them total dominion over your money. They could delete your money right out of your wallet. They would know exactly how you're spending it, when you're spending it, how much you're spending it, you know, all of that stuff. And it would be... You know, basically a total control money uh, system. That's what they're that's what they're working on. It's just so crazy
3: because the Department of Defense can lose trillions of dollars, but they're super worried about
1: what we're doing. Yeah, if you make six hundred dollars, it's getting reported now freeman and his group of associates who've been collectively dubbed the crypto six were arrested in a raid in march of 2021 four of them including freeman's fellow radio host aria demetso his former girlfriend renee spinella and her husband andrew and nobody formerly richard paul have taken plea deals though demetso is not sentenced to be uh, set to be sentenced until later this month that's actually going to happen in january now the other three defendants escaped with relatively lenient sentences yeah i guess if you as a felon yeah lenient okay I mean, they didn't That's go crazy. to prison, so it's you know not the worst sentence in the world, but it is still they are saddled as federal felons for the rest of their lives. It's
3: just crazy because a felony for
2: someone who didn't do anything wrong.
1: That's correct. Didn't yeah.
2: didn't have any victim, and the the prosecution never even alleged they did.
1: The prosecution – well, the prosecution alleges that the victims were the banks. But there
2: was no loss. But
1: there was no – So that
2: makes them not a victim.
1: Right. No restitution was owed because the banks lost zero. Yeah. The the banks gained from uh, the transactions with the Crypto 6. Freeman, the host of Free Talk Live radio show and a one-time member of the libertarian migration movement, the Free State Project, has maintained his innocence and has described the charges against him as politically motivated and the trial as a sham – freeman's i don't trial. think
2: you're a one-time member of the freedom migration i pretty well sure you've i did never resign said, from the free, from state, the project. free state project yep. but you're still part of the freedom migration
1: that's true uh it comes approximately a year and a half after his residence was raided in the middle of the night by the fbi in march of 2021 gun-wielding agents surrounded the Keene, new hampshire home crashing through a first floor window with an armored car well not quite they uh, smashed the windows out and then flew in a drone the armored car couldn't quite make it to that positioning but they did bust, bust in the next door your your door mm-hmm. nikki um, you didn't live there at the time but they did bust in that door with a, a bear cat which had a battering ram attached to it so yeah that, the the that true happened.
3: criminals yeah. in this situation the only the only people that actually caused harm to anyone at all exactly. was the feds
1: and they seized a bunch of stuff, as they point out here, 180 grand in cash, coins and bars made of precious metals, and two physical cassatious bitcoins worth a combined 101 bitcoins. Agents also seized several bitcoin kiosks owned by Freeman from restaurants and other local businesses. During their opening statements, Tuesday prosecutors told the New Hampshire jury Freeman was the ringleader of the illegal crypto-selling business. Go ahead, Major.
4: Yeah, Ian. Um, they do it to me again. I think this is the third go-around I've had with COVID.
1: Oh, I'm uh, sorry sure. to hear that.
4: Yeah, but I'm I, I'm going to use this opportunity to poke fun at China, as I believe they're the dirty dogs in the pack. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you heard about the four Tibetan monks? Sounds like the opening line to a joke. Yeah, huh? it does. But, oh, I thought it was. No, no, no. Um, they they're, they shut down the uh, Buddhist temple because all the monks failed a drug test. and and positive for meth.
2: I oh, I heard. I heard about this. Where? Yeah, I heard about it from Captain. I know. I think I actually Captain and Nikki and Richie did a show where they're in, t- we Maybe. Were,
3: yeah, we were. I think um, Aria brought it in last oh. Wednesday, but I don't think we actually got to talk about but it. Where
1: did this happen? Tibet. In Tibet. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah. But so they they shut down the church.
2: And It's like a big Damn. deal to their community. The community is like, we're upset because we have this Christmas tradition where we bring the monks dinner for. Christmas or something? It's not Christmas. I, well, I don't know what it
3: is. Crazy because monks are supposed to be, you know, super spiritual, meditating. Yeah. You know, not doing math. Dry. Yeah, no, yeah not doing
1: math exactly. Math when you think about spiritual experience. Who
4: administered the test? Who administered the test? China wants to control every damn thing.
1: Yeah, I was wondering about that too. Like, how did they? Uh, yeah, was it the police that shut it down, or was it the the monk organization? I was gonna say maybe they down? have
2: like a head monk and he was like suspicious and he was like you guys are getting tested for meth you haven't been eating do you know major
1: pain how this I, transpired I, I
4: do not I just heard a quick news blip on the radio and I mm. thought it was worth mentioning. so
1: U.S. Attorney Georgiana McDonald described Freeman's so-called golden rule of telling his customers that, quote, what you do with your Bitcoin is your business, unquote, and not to give him more information. McDonald said Freeman's bank accounts were often shut down, which is why he enlisted the help of his friends and colleagues, whom he asked to help him by opening bank accounts, sometimes in their own names, but also by forming religious entities. Prosecutors say that Demetso, who describes herself as a transsexual Satanist anarchist while running as a Republican candidate for Cheshire County Sheriff in 2020, opened an account for the Reformed Satanic Church, and nobody opened another for the so called Church of the Invisible Hand. McDonald described the churches, of which a multitude are involved in Freeman's operation, including the Shire Free Church, the entity that owns Free Talk Radio, they, they got that wrong, it's Free Talk Live, as little more than letterhead for Freeman's operation. Customers of Freeman's virtual cash for Bitcoin business, whom prosecutors say included scammers preying on the elderly with romance scams or Nigerian prince scams, were allegedly directed to send money to one of the bank accounts associated with the crypto six using descriptions like purchase of rare coins or to avoid flagging the attention of the banks. When Freeman's lawyer, Mark Sisti, addressed the jury during his opening statements on Tuesday, he told them that what they'd heard from McDonald was, quote, absolute nonsense. Unquote. Sounds about right. (laughs) And accused the government of intentionally leaving out details that didn't benefit their case against Freeman, which is, of course, what they do, right? Like, they are trying to paint me to be some sort of dastardly fellow, and they... They can't do it like they used to, like in front of the court when I was trying to get out of uh, jail back in May of last year. They were saying I was a... a sophisticated uh, cyber forget. criminal? A sophisticated cyber criminal. I'm King
2: Pim. I'm not going to forget a, because I'm gonna a t-shirt with it.
1: A danger to the community. <laughs> they said they could not possibly let so me out of jail. So ridiculous. Because I would take advantage of someone in the community, apparently. <laughs> and, and now, you know, almost, what, not quite two years later, but, you know, 18 months later or so... Now they're not saying those things publicly in front of the court. I thought like they have to
2: tone it down. Because, like, imagine you Well, have- they
1: dropped 17 charges last week. So yeah, that's why they've toned it down.
2: Definitely. But also just, like, imagine you've been called into jury duty. you got to sit here for two weeks of your life. These people are wasting your time. And they're just pulling that kind of crap out of mm-hmm. their ASS, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're already doing stuff that's really similar. But it's like, in that case, they were just, you know, all they had to convince was a judge.
1: Correct. And now when the when our side asked for them to remove the spyware that they had installed on my laptop and phone last week, the prosecution had no objection. So I've gone from being a, you know, an absolute danger to the community who could not possibly be released from jail without the most restrictive uh, bail conditions to. Oh, yeah, it's fine. We don't need to really watch him.
2: Yeah, like specifically Internet restrictions like he if he gets loose on the Internet, you don't understand. It's really bad.
1: Mark Sisti is a very successful defense attorney here in New Hampshire. He's, he's my attorney. And uh, as he said, he said the prosecution's opening statement was, quote, absolute nonsense. And he said further, just because it's the federal government and just because it's an assistant U.S. attorney saying it doesn't make it true. He told the jury saying further, quote, just because it's an FBI investigation doesn't make it credible. Sisti described Freeman as a gentle nonviolent man who helped victims of helped victims of scams rather than perpetrating them and had even helped with crypto-related investigations. The churches implicated in his operations are real institutions, Sisty argued, which had done things like set up an orphanage in Uganda and helped local businesses in New Hampshire set up Bitcoin payment systems. Freeman said Sisti operated his business in the open and kept records of his transactions, including pictures of his customers' drivers' licenses on his computer. Quote, why would you hold on to licenses and pictures if you're scamming? You ditch that junk as quick as you could, he told the jury. It makes no sense. Sisty said Freeman often declined to do business with suspicious customers, including an undercover agent who claimed to be a heroin dealer. And they're going to be calling him probably this week. Uh, Sisti said the agent put 20 grand in one of Freeman's Bitcoin kiosks even after Freeman told him he wouldn't do business with him in person as he'd requested. McDonald told you, the Sisti again, that he said no before this clown went to a vending machine.
2: <laughs>
1: <Nice>. <laughs> Without Freeman's permission, by the way, and dumped twenty thousand dollars. What's he supposed to do? Put an armed guard in front of his vending machine? Sisty also pushed back against McDonald's assertions that Freeman ignored red flags in his customer and in his customers and looked the other way when dealing with scammers. He referenced the case of one potential witness, a 76 year old woman who, over six days, transferred her entire life savings to a romance scammer who then allegedly traded the cash for Bitcoins via Freeman, who charged a 10% fee. What bank did the little old lady use, Sisty wondered aloud to the jury, that was, quote, so highly regulated, unquote, yet misread the classic red flags of her pulling out enormous sums of money in less than a week. Mm. Show me that bank president, he said, because that guy should be sitting next to me, is what he said to them. Nice. Uh, further, Coindesk mm-hmm. reports that in addition to the unlicensed money transmitting business charges and two counts of money laundering... Uh, one that applies to his entire operation and one for allegedly selling Bitcoin to the undercover agent posing as a drug dealer, which I didn't do. Uh, Freeman also faces four counts of tax evasion. McDonald said in her opening statement, Ian Freeman just doesn't like to pay taxes, unquote. Freeman would probably agree with her statement, though he's only being charged for attempting to evade taxes from 2016 to 2019. Freeman told New York Magazine last year he hasn't paid federal income tax since 2004. He's not alone. Libertarians as a and general And it's different rule. when
2: you don't owe federal income tax either, but nobody's mentioning that.
1: Because I'm a minister, you mean? Yeah. Many figures in crypto, from Shapeshift founder Eric Voorhees to Ethereum creator Vitalik Buterin, were inspired by the Libertarian use case for crypto. But times are changing. As the industry has matured and grown, it has attracted the attention of both mainstream investors and regulators and has subsequently undergone a makeover.
2: So I guess things just become, like, violent when they mature? That's so stupid. That's the
1: suggestion, right? Yeah. New crypto, quote-unquote new crypto, is at least in appearance regulated and polished. And many leaders in the industry, like Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong, work hand-in-glove with the U.S. government. And, of course, that is, as we would say in the libertarian uh, movement, uh, the crypto movement, is the problem. That is yeah. the problem with cryptocurrency is so many of these people are more than happy to bend over. I wouldn't call it hand in glove. I'd call it bending over for the glove uh, oh. in this case because they love to be regulated by these government goons. And they love it because they think that if they obey, that it's going to get them more money. And they may well, yeah, be yeah, they're right. selling out. Yeah, yeah. And they might be right, right? Like, it's that they're expecting that if they allow the they're, regulations... They're going to get
2: protections. So they're going to be like, we're the ones that worked with you, so right. we get the protection.
3: Which and obviously can never be guaranteed when no. you're working with the government.
1: Well, no. I mean, look what happened with uh, Ripple, for instance. They, yeah. they tried to pander to the banking industry exactly. and do everything they could to be compliant, and the SEC sued them anyway.
3: Yep. yep. There's there's nothing... And, and this is the thing I don't get why people don't understand... You can't, the state always wins when
2: you play their game.
1: For sure. They make the rules.
2: Yeah. so And they it, don't play by the rules. Exactly. <laughs> they don't play by
1: their own rules, that's for sure. They
2: make them and then they break them.
1: Exactly. Uh, so they say here, Bitcoin as currency is increasingly uncommon, as is intentionally picking fights with regulators, making Freeman and those like him feel like relics of Bitcoin's crypto anarchist past. We have Rob in Vermont. Go ahead, Rob.
4: Hey, uh. I just wanted to say I had a great time yesterday.
1: Thanks for coming out, you know,
4: man. Yeah, absolutely, and got out there with uh, with Chris about I don't know, probably quarter of eight, and stood out there with the signs high up in the air, like the Statue of Liberty. You know, free the crypto six. It was, nice,
1: nice. Yeah,
4: and uh, got uh, to meet a lot of the media with that was there. Mm-hmm. MSN from Boston was there. Uh, the union leader. Uh, Channel 9 News was there. Uh, and there was some other bloggers that were there. Uh, I got to meet, uh, you know, Mark Sisti. And, you know, got to go in and, and attend, you know, when they were picking the jury and how the, the defense went through asking the questions for the jury and the prosecution. And just really interesting. You know, I don't want to say a lot because I don't want to jinx anything.
1: But (laughs) and then
4: uh, you know, uh, Mark has got this. He's a very
1: Mark Sisti or Mark Edge.
4: Mark Mark Mm Sisti. He he knows how to he knows how to capture you know what's going on and answer the right you know ask the right questions and everything. He's going to be very very effective. You
1: know, I think right. so.
2: And he didn't have like a paper he was reading off of for his opening statements. And Georgiana, oh, did. she
1: did. Yeah, she he would has he, notes. he would
2: refer to it once in a while, but he didn't like when he was giving. He didn't the open, bring up notes. He might have had them with him, mm-hmm. but he didn't seem to look at them. He was looking at the jury. Walking right up to them, talking directly to them, yeah. just H- saying what he already knew.
1: His notes are pretty sparse. Like mm. I, you know, I sit there next to him, so I watch him taking notes and it's like, yeah, you know, he's got a, whatever his system is, he it works really well for him and he doesn't have a whole lot of words on that on that page. It's just like words it's just a few words here and there and then <laughs> he just goes off.
3: Well, I mean, I would think that would make a good attorney, right? Someone mm-hmm. who knows the case and doesn't right. need to read from a script.
1: He's yeah. just in the moment. And he's up against three attorneys who are, like, tag-teaming on yeah. this case, they don't even have, like, full... Like, one witness will be handled by one of the, the government's attorneys, and then when the next witness comes up, a different government attorney will get up to talk about talk to that witness. So it's like, they're splitting up the work here yeah. on this case. And well, I mean, assisti- if the
3: government's paying... You know, yeah. if the
1: taxpayers are paying yeah. for it, why not? And, so, and then they have also three assistants behind them. They're not attorneys. <laughs> oh they're just, like, button pressers yeah. or whatever. And uh, I think one of them's FBI. But so they've got literally they have six people That's on crazy. their side of uh, of this thing. Rob, uh, anything else you want to share?
4: Yeah, I'm definitely going to be coming up there, you know, two, maybe three different times. You know, Thank because you. I want to see how this is going to play out. I already know who's going to win just from looking at the, you know, the prosecution. I mean, when I saw him going down the hallway, it reminded me of seeing, you know, the guys from Welcome Back Carter,
1: you felt like they were looking what dejected or something, or like losers. Well, no,
4: just it was just you know, like you have to. If you saw the program Welcome Back Carter, you'd yeah. see how much a, of a goofball a lot of these guys are.
2: Bitcoin is the one that like everybody who's a fan of it is like number go up, huddle yeah, and
3: yeah. There's a lot of the the Bitcoin maximalists. Yep,
1: yeah. These are people who are essentially fanatics uh, for just the one coin of of bitcoin and you're pointing out bonnie there are other options out there there are other communities like the dash people and the bitcoin cash people who really do focus on using crypto but these are in the minority these are not large by comparison and so you know keen and and there's a few islands in the caribbean but there really aren't that many hot spots for yeah. actually being able to use cryptocurrency And so they're comparing that to the new number go up crowd of crypto bros or whatever you want to call them that really aren't in it for the technology or they're not in it for the privacy or the empowerment to the individual of being able to actually have your own control over your finances, which is one of the big advancements of cryptocurrency. They just want to see number go up. So they say uh, many came out to Concord to show support for Freeman on the first day of his trial, which again was yesterday. Observers in Bitcoin t-shirts peppered the courtroom benches and an overflow room had to be set up for attendees after lunch. One security officer told Coindesk, I've never seen the courtroom like that. Now, to be fair, yesterday there was a ton of people that came in that weren't our supporters. They were actually international judges who were on a tour and somebody, really? yeah, somebody told them there's going to be a trial in New Hampshire. So they came up on a bus or whatever. And when I came back in from lunch yesterday, I was literally behind a line of 20 people. And there was probably already another 30 people that had gone through. I and mean,
2: you got to go through security. So it's really annoying to yeah. get in.
1: And people were showing like, you know, passports to get in yeah. into the building. Oh,
2: that's
3: strange. Uh, lots
1: of brown and black people. You don't see that yeah. in New Hampshire a lot. But there, were, there was the majority of these people because people were coming from Africa and Asia yeah. to... Uh, these judges to, from other court systems to watch an American courtroom in action. So they literally filled the entire side, like the government's. If you want to take two sides of the court, there's the defendant side and the government side. They filled the entire government side of the court. So I think when the officer was was commenting on never seeing a courtroom like that, he was talking about that time frame. But there were definitely, like, apparently as many as 25 supporters that came out yesterday, which is way more than I expected. All so. throughout the day. Because yeah. some
2: people, you know, they could only they come, come for go. the beginning sure. and they had to leave before the end for work or whatever. Yeah, like
1: and I said, I mean, please don't take time off work for, uh, for the benefit of uh, me. I definitely appreciate any, are, anybody though. that shows up. And if you are taking time off, thank you. But no one can take three weeks off of work. And this is probably going to be a two to three week trial at least. Sydney is with us here to kick off hour number two. He's in Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Sydney.
5: Oh, hey, everybody. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Yeah, I wanted to talk about the Crypto 6. I think that this is extremely important. Uh, you just read the article, uh, and I heard there are 25 people there. I don't know why there aren't 1,000 people there. Yeah. This involves Bitcoin, and I specifically want to talk about how it involves the FBI. The FBI is in the news nationally mm-hmm. for what they did with the New York Post and Twitter, yep. um, but I've seen it in the last decade. What they've been doing to you and everybody up there, and not everybody, but the people in New Hampshire.
6: Sure.
2: And yeah, people, libertarians are literally a, pro, a persecuted group, and it's been happening just yep. during the the trial. We were allowed to go in without masks and without IDs the whole time with w- during the hearings, and now the day of the trial, trial, it's like, nope, you absolutely can't go in without an ID, and you have to wear a mask in the uh trial room the whole time. It's like, wow. obviously, you're just trying to it's a show. bother. It's a show for the, the jury, is wow. what it is. They're just trying they to bother
5: Details. They, they all add up. They, you know, each little one, they all just paint a picture for everybody that's seeing of what these people are doing. From day one, they were out to destroy the Free State Project, sure. all the participants, the first movers, Ian among them. This show, and what Ian Freeman has been doing for all these years, has been a bedrock for so many people, for the Free State Movement, one-time member of the Free State Project. People ought to look into that.
1: They were going after Martin Luther King back in Mm -hmm. the day. Uh, I mean, they've gone after, they had a whole file, uh, like oodles of files on Aretha Franklin, apparently, during her lifetime. They were watching her and building files about her. So anybody that has an opinion, go ahead.
5: Yeah, so how many people nation- nationwide are upset about the FBI right now? Well, here's just another example of what they're doing. And like you said, they've been doing it for decades, ever since Hoover started the whole thing. Right. You know, and they probably killed presidents. They're manipulating elections. I could go on and on. Everybody knows what's happening, I, You know, at least anybody that's listening and paying yeah, attention. You're paying I'm not attention. trying to paint a picture here. I'm just trying to say that Ian Freeman is a part of this whole thing. I'm surprised the case is not bigger than what it is. Um, but Well, the uh, media
2: you know, wants I, to ignore I, it or... I, make it seem like oh this is just um he clearly money laundered and that's all it
1: is well there's literally are people who believe there was one woman at the the jury selection you know obviously i'm not going to say who it was i didn't make a note anyway but one lady This was public yeah well i don't think it was public i i heard it but that's why i'm not going to give you details on it but but one lady said that she uh if she sees multiple charges on someone she just automatically thinks they're guilty
3: what and that so, doesn't isn't that is not how this works
1: yeah well she got dismissed because she had that opinion so i mean t- well to,
3: i'm glad she admitted it
1: yeah to be clear like this i don't have much to complain about with the judge on this case all things like i've read some terrible stories about federal oh, yeah. judges i mean this guy's had a few moments where he's been a little picky and you mm-hmm. know upset or whatever and that's just going to happen with judges but yeah, human nature but he handled well judge nature but yeah. he, but he handled the jury selection pretty well and and played it straight down the middle uh and you know and there was as many people kicked off that jury who had cop relatives that admitted that you know they couldn't keep it you know straight when it comes to their opinions like they're gonna favor the police and they're off off the panel uh and also you know some people who said they don't like the fbi and you know they can't Mm -hmm. Uh, keep a straight viewpoint because of that. So, you know, they're mm. off the panel too, right?
3: And I'm sure some people say stuff like that just because they don't want... to
1: get them off the, That's the panel. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Could be as well. Sydney, anything else you want to share tonight?
5: Yeah, I just want to say you're you're an extremely principled person, and I think a lot of people appreciate that. And I find that you're also very humble. So uh, those combined, they don't make you a hero. People are not out there like they would for a lot of these other people. Nobody, There's not martyrs lining up. In this case, there's not a gazillion people out there screaming your name everywhere where the awareness is up, but I want you to know that the people that are watching, we can see what's happening and just hold your ground, and I think that you're doing an amazing job.
1: Bonnie, what is the story about the ongoing money just falling into a mystery pit uh, known as the Department of Defense?
2: Well, do you recognize the website ResponsibleStateCraft.org? org? Isn't oh, really? that... The guy we moved into his house, the thing he does reporting for?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, he does uh, reporting for some sort of Connecticut-based thing.
2: I think this is Quincy, Connecticut.
1: Okay, I'll have to take a look at it. That doesn't Do you know? ring a bell to me. I
2: don't know. Anyways, it's by somebody named Connor. It says, the Pentagon, the, sorry, the Pentagon fails its fifth audit in a row. Last week, the, Dep- the Department of Defense revealed that it had failed its fifth consecutive audit. Quote, I would not say that we flunked," said DoD co- comptroller Mike McCord. Although his office did note that the Pentagon only managed to account for thirty-nine percent of its three-point-five trillion in assets.
1: That's an F grade. I for was sure. about to
2: say. Last I checked, a thirty-nine percent 39- is pretty bad. That's a
1: low F. So
2: I did say something incorrect earlier. I had said that, like, it was thirty-nine percent of their budget. It was thirty. 30- of their 3.5 trillion in assets that they couldn't account for, but still,
1: like... Yeah, that's still a lot of assets right there. That's like tanks and stuff, right? Like guns and office things or whatever, Whatever. buildings and cars.
2: Quote, the process is important for us to do, and it is making us get better.
3: (laughs) What? Okay, and also, if... If your accountant, if you hired an accountant or somebody to do your books and keep track of your money and mm-hmm. your spending for your business and they couldn't track 39% of your expenses, wouldn't you fire them? That means yes. they're doing a really bad job that means they
1: don't I literally don't know how to do their job so bad,
2: we just can't fire these
1: people oh but it's okay Nikki it's gonna get better
3: right
2: we're, we're just trying our best well this is what the full quote he says it is making us get better it is not making us get better as fast as we want and he's like he's talking in first person he's like saying he's part weirdo. of the problem I know
1: look we're gonna get better our goal for the next five years is we're gonna get to forty percent
2: <laughs>
3: right yeah
1: as you pointed out, Bonnie, I don't know if it, the article gets into like the history of how long this has been going on, but this has been going on for a long time. This scandal just keeps coming up where literally billions or hundreds of billions or trillions of dollars worth of uh, government monies going into the Pentagon just goes poof.
2: It, it does get into this it. it says the news came as no surprise to Pentagon watchers. After all, the U.S. military has the distinction of being the only U.S. government agency to have never passed a comprehensive audit.
1: Wow. But even though they've never passed the audit, they're still there. It's not like they're going to be shut down. It's not like they've completely cleaned house. Like and- the
2: IRS would do to you if you didn't pass an
3: audit. Oh, yeah. You're you go house. to prison. Oh, absolutely. And they, most of the tax dollars, go to the Department of Defense.
1: That's true, the supermajority of them, right? Like that's pretty much where yeah. it all goes. So and so, where does it go from there? Where did the sixty percent of these assets go to? Who's got them?
2: Well, I mean, like when that plane crashed into the Pentagon and destroyed, however much money went missing yeah, or whatever, the, even the plane disappeared. So maybe they just have some kind of problem <laughs> with stuff like that. Maybe it's just a black hole. Yeah, maybe Area it's like 51, a 51. That's what yeah. happens or a, there. Or a Bermuda Triangle <laughs> going uh, on right no there. No one ever
1: talks about the Bermuda Triangle anymore. <laughs> did you ever notice that?
2: I guess it's probably not a lot of like recent stuff happening there.
1: Must not be. Hmm. Maybe now that there's like GPS and things like that, you can't as easily yeah. make up stories. So uh,
2: I actually did just
3: watch a YouTube video about the Bermuda really? Triangle. So I watched these people. They're not to get super off topic, but they live on a sailboat. Mm-hmm. And so they sail the. You know, Caribbean. Yeah. And they went through the Bermuda Triangle. And I guess right. the deal with that area is it's just really, really rough waters. Mm-hmm. Just super stormy. So that's probably why people are disappearing just because their ships are sinking. There was always right.
1: just so much mystery. Yeah. 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 But you, know, you
3: don't really hear about it as much anymore. Yeah. It used to be more, you know, fun. There were books elusive. about
1: yeah. it. I checked
2: out a book about it yeah. in the library in elementary school. And yeah, I thought it was really me too. fun. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Well, it says... What did raise some eyebrows was the fact that the DoD made almost no progress in this year's bookkeeping. Of the 20, I'm shocked. Of the 27 areas investigated, only seven earned a clean bill of financial help, which McCord described as basically the same picture as last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But they're trying to get better.
1: Yeah, that's right. They care. 20, the dedicated 20 out change. of
2: 27 areas of the DoD, whatever that means. Failed. Failed. Mm-hmm. Given this accounting disaster, it should come as no surprise that the Pentagon has a habit of bad financial math.
1: Also, what does a pass mean? We don't they didn't really say what it yeah. means yeah. to pass. Is, does eighty percent being able to track eighty percent. Yeah, of your he did assets? say that
2: he didn't consider thirty nine percent a fail.
1: Yeah, it's a good <laughs> so
2: point.
3: Maybe like ten percent <laughs> fail.
2: He must have got a lot of extra
3: credit. Three
1: point five trillion dollars in assets. I mean, just imagine if you at your job could not account for you know you work in retail and you're the manager of a department and you tell your boss that you don't know where 60 percent of the inventory went you're not going to have a job <laughs> 20 seconds later yeah
3: especially when the 60 percent is billions of dollars probably <laughs> trillions yeah, yeah it's gotta be point, trillions yeah. if
1: it's 3.5 trillion yeah. in assets and you don't you don't know where 60 percent of it is then i mean that's insane it's
3: a little suspicious
1: but that's what they're saying, and the and the thing is that people need to understand is they're saying that this is not unusual. They're it's, saying this is what happens.
2: And it's not even just the yearly audits. They they said that they're bad at estimating the cost when it comes to weapons programs at all.
1: Sure they are. The government. I mean, the government can't estimate a, the cost of a street repair yeah. accurately.
2: It's just crazy because if you hired,
3: like, say, for example, you hire a contractor and they give you an estimate or a quote, you would want that to be accurate, right? And sure.
2: If but it goes up a some, little bit, they're going to be come up to you and be like, listen, uh, so we ran into this. It's yeah. going to end up being a $1,000 more. They're not just going to be like, sorry, it was three times the cost. Pay up.
3: Yeah, but for some reason, when the government does it for guns and tanks and whatever else, it's just like, oh, whoopsie.
1: Well, and it's not just them. The IRS for, oh, yeah. I believe, 30 or 40 years has been trying to implement—I think it's 50 years, actually— has been trying to implement a new computer system. I mean, they literally have like ancient computers in the IRS that there are, is running their system. They can't basically. talk on the
2: phone and use the computer at the same time.
3: So I they're on that. dial-up. It's
1: like that level. They're, they've got dot <laughs> no, matrix printers. So they have. You know?
3: They're getting so much money, but they can't update their. They've literally I poured mean,
1: in billions like dozens of billions of dollars into this i over mean the years
3: i'm sure you've had to use a state website before i they mean suck. they suck yeah. it's like who is their web designer
2: to change like, my last name like a couple weeks ago it just had so many issues where it was just like issue please contact the uh i don't remember what the word like administrator it's just mm-hmm. like who the hell is that it just blows my
3: mind that every single thing the state does is terrible. And it's You know, amazing. they can't do anything correctly nope. besides murder people and steal from them. And But yet, people still think they're
1: necessary.
2: The Pentagon's most recent famous boondoggle is the F-35 program, which has gone over its original budget by $165 billion to date.
1: Wow. I wonder what the... Oh, wait. So, but what was the original budget? Do we know?
2: I don't think it says... All right,
1: I'll see if we can find out.
2: It says, oh, that's just what they went over? Yeah. yeah. That's just how much they went over over their original estimate. It says. Wow. But God. examples of overruns abound, as uh, Senator Jim Inhofe and Jack Reed from Rhode Island and Oklahoma wrote in 2020, the lead vessel for every one of the Navy's last eight combatant ships came in at least 10% over budget, leading to more than $8 billion in additional costs.
1: Uh, How much did you say it was on the f 35
2: $165 billion over budget. Over budget? Over its original budget.
1: The headline in Bloomberg, and it's behind a damn paywall, um, uh, says Lockheed's $398 billion F-35 is at risk of costly fixes, according to a Congress watchdog. The F-35's total projected cost, because this isn't done yet, apparently, is now $1.7 trillion What? $1.7 trillion which includes 1.3 trillion in estimated operations and sustainment so, over 66 years so there's the cost so of development it? and then there's the cost of operating this thing this is know, an airplane kind of, yeah it sounds like an airplane or something it's lockheed so it must be
3: why would it be that expensive
1: it's a boondoggle i mean they it, that's just the way it is they've got a deal with the government and they can just keep on raking people over the coals for this.
3: I just can't even fathom an airplane or whatever anything really. I couldn't fathom anything that costs over a trillion dollars.
2: So they they have a little uh, th- like it's it, there's a hyperlink there on that sentence. Mm-hmm. And I clicked on it and all this one says is that it's 865 um billion dollars over its original cost expectation, more than 8 years behind schedule also. Wow. But it doesn't really explain I mean it doesn't say what the original cost was, but it says the GAO investigated the F-35's three-year-old Block 4 hardware and, dis- and software modernization effort and discovered that it had increased from $10.6 billion to $14.4 billion. So that's just one aspect of this that went up $4 yeah. Billion.
1: yeah. It's not their money, so what do they care? They can just print more, which of course means they're stealing your value from your yeah. savings. That's just the way it is. All right. What else, Bonnie?
2: I accidentally clicked off of that onto that hyperlink.
1: Oh, okay. Well, so I pulled up a little bit about here at the uh the F thirty five, which apparently is in production. Its first flight was fifteen years ago, uh in two thousand six.
2: So now it's fifteen years behind?
1: Well that's that was its first flight, so I don't know when it was officially like
2: So this christened. isn't even like a whole F-35, it's just the modernization effort or upgrading it?
1: Honestly, I'm not sure.
2: That's $165 over budget?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. It says here it is a family of single-seat, single-engine, all-weather, uh, all stealth, multi-role combat aircraft. And uh, made by Lockheed Martin, it descends from the X-35, which in 2001 beat the X-32 from Boeing to win the Joint Strike Fighter program. And so, anyway, this is a lengthy story.
2: Don't worry, Anne, because the politicians have a plan to get the Pentagon in shape.
1: Oh, yeah, what's that?
2: It says, despite the long odds, a bipartisan group of lawmakers led by Senator Bernie Sanders (laughs) proposed a bill last year that could help make them uh, get back in shape.
1: Sure. Like, when was the last time they were in shape?
2: Imagine when you have to pay off all your buddies, but you don't want the American public to know How hard it is to keep track of where it all went.
1: Oh, we just lost track of 60% of uh, $3.5 trillion worth of things.
3: Well, the $12,000 coffee cup was too unbelievable, so they
1: just have to stop tracking it altogether. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you can just pretend like it doesn't exist or it just disappeared, then it's less embarrassing, I guess, in total. Uh, so that's a story that we've been covering. But of course, at the, at the state level, there have been plenty of stories like this. I mean, and Nikki, I know you're from uh, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. not per se Boston, but Boston, of course, had the what they call the Big Dig. Yep. for decades.
3: My ex boyfriend's family was actually the people
1: that is did that, that doing the, the construction on it. Yep. So, what is it? Uh, can you explain it for Bonnie? Who so not so from basically, what
3: the Big Dig was was they essentially dug a tunnel under. I don't know not I think it's the Charles River, the Charles River maybe. Hmm. I don't know, they dug a tunnel under the water essentially um just for another bypass for highways and stuff. Oh, I and hate those it, kind. Yeah. And it was an absolute failure. It was millions of dollars over budget. They just kept running into problem after problem and it cost a lot more than it was numbers. supposed to.
1: So according to the Wikipedia article the work began in 1982. Mm-hmm. And they were still talking about it when I moved up here. Yeah. In mm-hmm. 2006 it finally finished in 2007 December of 2007. So And there were still
3: problems with it. If you go, if you go under the tunnel, you can see the cracks and like leaking. It's so It's terrible. Scary. It's terrible. I hate it. It's yeah. uh, really weirdly-
2: Common. When I was little, we -hmm. would have to go through them in Virginia, and I was always just like, you can see water in like just drops. Like, how is that normal? And my grandpa would be like, it's normal, it's fine. Why do they even do it? I don't like just like
3: to it spend at all.
1: eight billion dollars is why they over. do
3: it. It would be easier to go over. No, yeah, It would
1: but I it would like it wouldn't make as much all. money for the construction company. <laughs> yeah, if that's the case, and and tie them up for literally thirty-five years. And it just yeah. makes
2: me feel even less confident with this one in Boston if I ever have to go through it because yeah. it's just like these people were clearly incompetent, and you want me yeah. to drive in their underwater tunnels.
3: Yeah, so and people died much?
1: too. By the way, yeah. during this construction. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, it was a huge catastrophe. So how much money were they over budget?
1: So, well, again, like numbers change right over the years. Yeah. Like $2.8 was the estimated cost. In the 80s. In the 80s. So they say if you adjust that for inflation as of 2020, that would have been $7.4 They ended up completing it in December of 2007, so 35 years later, at a cost of over $8.08 08 You can't just say... Oh, no, 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 that's OK. I don't appreciate all the big dig bo- boondoggles, so I'm not going to give money to the Boston, uh, whatever they are, the Department of Transportation or the Massachusetts Department of Transportation. You can't say, oh, I don't appreciate the Keene police running a bearcat through somebody's front door for a victimless cr- so-called crime. I'm going to withhold yeah, uh, my not- money from you.
2: I don't need your security or protection. I'm just going right. to hire one myself. Services.
1: I don't want your services. They will then murder you or kidnap you and put you in a jail cell, steal your home from you. I mean, the, If you had a choice, it would make all the difference in the world. If the people of Boston could say, nah, we'd rather give money to this other company over here that's they're saying they're going to do a better job than you state people. So we're going to take the money over here. Well, then all of a sudden the state would just get real like efficient or they'd go out of business.
3: Well, and allegedly people are voting on these things before they're done because that's supposed to make a difference. They're not
1: voting on them. They're voting on the politicians.
2: Probably just like city yeah, councilors are voting on them for them.
1: And then the people who run for politics are the worst type of, of human being.
2: City right? councilors are literally just in their position to rubber stamp whatever like the other bureaucrats want. Pretty much. Yeah, and somehow
3: all
1: of these people get elected. Yeah, I mean because productive people don't actually run for office. The people yeah, that typically are, not that are running successful businesses, the Elon Musks of the world or whoever, the people that are you know, and you can quibble about his business or whatever, but you know, people that are actually making things, people that are actually creating products and services in the marketplace, these people are busy. They're busy satisfying their customers. They're busy coming up with new ideas, they're busy doing business and they don't have time to sit on a city council position or a state rep position or whatever. So it tends to be the busybodies. It tends to be the lawyers and the politicos, the people that are looking to enrich themselves on the backs of other people's efforts that go for these positions. That's why Ron Paul was a unique character because he was an actual doctor. An actual person who did something productive in the market, and he took time out of his productive life to go and do something where he was the only guy out of 400, whatever, 30, 35 I uh, never representatives.
2: really thought about that. Like, I knew Ron Paul was a doctor, but I never thought about the fact that, like, you never hear about other politicians' like actual careers. Their careers are
3: usually
1: really just Most of them are lawyers. That's their career.
2: Well, like, Nancy Pelosi, for example, literally just a career politician.
1: Bonnie, you had some questions for Sarah about her work history. Can you kind of recap what you were asking her?
2: Yeah, you asked Sarah if she had ever worked a day in her life and she said, "Well, I never worked on the books." And I was interested in that because Which I
1: support, by yeah, the way.
2: Yeah, I support uh, working without paying taxes, but I was just um confused because I thought that she worked regular jobs before she went, you well, know, had to, went to the mental health.
3: You would crisis. also think that a communist would love taxes, right? Sarah?
5: Well, you know what? I, I worked um, as a secretary and nursing assistant, and then I wound mm. up and wound up in a mental hospital when I was 18. Okay, uh, so you worked, worked as a
1: secretary prior to being 18 years old?
2: And a nurse's assistant. Yeah, but um, the okay. high school, like they train
5: you for job training or whatever. So mm-hmm. I passed out flyers or whatever. And then once I got cracked up, I never worked on the books, but I'm helping Richard. Oh, and, uh,
2: she's saying she was in training for that.
1: So wait, did you ever yeah, collect a paycheck?
5: Yeah, I actually got paycheck for like um, six months or something. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: all right, so you so did work. for six months. No. Okay, that's okay. good. And that you're, now your it, fi- but... you're now in your 50s? I'm
5: 53. Okay. And, you know, and then with my network, you only get paid if you're in the enroller. You have to sign people up, and mm-hmm. you have to be the enroller. So I'm right. just a customer. So, Richard, he is the enroller. He wants I see, to enroll I people. Yeah. So I he said she's not
1: paid. Right. So, you actually are just, you're kind of getting paid in that Richard gives you a place to stay and you help him with some of the things that he's doing.
5: Right. I mean, he shares whatever he makes, whatever mm-hmm. he shares with me, and I share with him. I get my EBT. I, he my some of my food and whatever mm-hmm. money he makes. He helps me out. It uh, just goes back. But I do pay him rent, My my part of the rent. Gotcha. But, but I thought you were
1: getting free I, rent. I thought you were getting free rent for being like a, a naked maid or something like that. Um. Well, you know,
5: I still have to pay something. You know what I mean, <laughs> I still have to there's nothing for free. You know,
3: what I mean? mean, that's a real job. So that-
1: well, it's true. There's no. They say Sarah, there's no such thing as a free lunch. And you were. It sounded like you were working for your housing in return for like cleaning while you were in the buff. I support it hey whatever well, I mean, look, if, if you I got mean, it no use
5: money it whatsoever but if i didn't pay any money he would make me pay for it with sex oh. like, how about that you know what i mean oh, yeah. oh my goodness i mean goodness. do i want to be put in that predicament i mean <laughs> uh, <laughs> you no. Know, that's how men are but you, you know, are men, admitting
1: you know, that you I do mean? clean his uh his house naked let's go to chuck he's in washington state go ahead chuck
0: so I wanted to throw this curveball at y'all. I, I don't know if you heard about the 25 people that were arrested over in Germany by the German federal police. No. Uh, uh, so this is probably about 14 hours old, I guess. Oh. I don't know. Maybe it's less than 24 hours. And I find it ironic that it happened on December 7th. Hmm. Pearl Harbor? <laughs> uh, a little, uh,
5: yeah. Um.
0: But anyway, over in Germany. But anyway, so 25 people, they uh, had... Uh, I guess a shadow type government type plan all set up Hmm. uh, and they were um, planning to either kill or arrest uh, current members of the German government. Um, The details I've been able to pick off real quick is from DW, uh, Deutschwald. It's a, uh, it's a, a media outlet that's funded by the German government. So like, of course, you know, so anyway, just wanted to share, though, that uh, quick bit of information, how interesting that is. By the way, the, uh, was, the the arrest occurred not only in Germany, but two other countries, one of them Austria. And I think it's huh. the other one is Hungary. Mm. So very so interesting.
2: They planned to start their own shadow government and wanted to kill the people who are currently in power
0: or, or arrest them. And mm. they believe that it's supposed to be replaced by this a government that was pre-world war or during world war one type of a, hmm. they have a alt-deutsch uh,
1: type of a perspective so it's probably like
2: a whole government. political ideology behind this and everything
1: they were were they nazis yeah.
3: they're they're no, dubbing said, them well, as a far right
1: group
2: it, and
0: you know that's what i thought it's it, definitely a far uh, right wing group uh, with military ties uh, some type of uh i guess german police ties also uh current and active there's a lot of uh, government type people that but i thought it was ironic even more ironic that it happened on december 7th over there uh if some of the guys wrote a book called my struggle when they were in jail oh my gosh Hmm.
2: okay maybe so
3: apparently apparently one of the guys that was arrested was 71 years old
1: Hmm. i'm not sure how former lawmaker is the idea yes Is the idea here that these 25 were going to do this on their own or that they have hundreds more supporters Mm -hmm. waiting quietly somewhere?
6: Well, that's,
0: I think they were counting on. Mm -hmm. And that's, this is something that, you know, and it's not just the Germany. I mean, we're looking at Hungary and some of these other people that are re-exploring their European identity. And this is why I kind of laugh and say that the European union's not really a it's a, it's a false sense of security.
1: I don't agree with violence, and I don't think any states should exist. I don't want to replace the state with my favorite state. There's no such
2: thing as a rightful state to exist.
1: Indeed. There's, the state is evil. I mean, the state is a, a concept that simply allows humans to dominate other people. That's, that's all it is. It's just an excuse for power. That's, yep. that's all it has ever been. It allows been. them to
2: do that, but not rightly. It's just never right. That there will always be natural law that says, like, you have your rights and you can't aggress on other people's. And there's no yeah. magic uh, paper that you can write on that you can say, oh, I get to take away these people's rights and it makes it right. It will never, never, ever happen. happen. Yeah. Uh,
1: unfortunately, as long as there are people who believe in the idea of the state it will always exist. Now, it doesn't exist in that it's physical, right? Like, and it also doesn't exist in that it is ethereal or outside of this realm or metaphysical or whatever. The state is just an idea. It it only exists in people's minds, and and, and it will go away when people stop believing in it. That's it. That's all it will take. But unfortunately, we're not there yet. We're not even close uh, to being there yet, unfortunately. And that's going to be one of the hardest parts about the Crypto Six uh, trial is that you know ultimately. For all the principles that libertarians have, we're still in the minority. And the odds that, you know, one of us is on the jury, probably still pretty small, but still better odds here than uh, than in somewhere like California. New York State or California, yeah. right? And we do have Richard on the line here. He's calling from New Mexico. It's uh, Sarah's roommate slash kind of boyfriend. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
6: Yes, I appreciate you taking my call. Sure. There, there's a, we've got a homeless problem here in Albuquerque, and several weeks ago they had a housing coalition that had a rally in the park for getting homeless people into housing, and people, the people had signs that said housing is a right. Mm. And housing we have one of those here they have that here?
2: Yeah, remember when that guy was yelling at Thomas Parisi because Thomas Parisi wanted to sleep in the gazebo? Yeah. They were having a communist um, protest saying uh, that we need to give people housing.
1: But Parisi was, like, raining on their parade, yeah, right? Yeah,
2: Parisi was, like, on a binge or something. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I Tom Parisi, I
1: who we've had as a guest on the show in the, in the past— uh, was just going off in the park while these commies were having this housing <laughs> r- protest or whatever, and Thomas he was arguing with them sleep. about
2: who was more homeless.
1: Well, he was homeless at the time apparently, and he wanted to sleep in the the park uh, gazebo. But apparently, the commies didn't like it. Yeah. Right. So it, like, it was like, stupid. While they're advocating, right, While they're advocating for helping the homeless, there's one of them in the park yeah. that wants to, you know, lay make a bed there, and they're yeah. Well, not your kind of
3: homeless. Yeah. Only <laughs> our kind of homeless.
1: Right. You you have to sleep where we sleep. It's like a hmm. it's like a turf war. All right. Uh, so, Richard, what about these homeless people?
6: Well, they had signs that said, "Housing is a right." and housing should be for everybody but yet they're homeless they're not contributing to society mm-hmm. they're poor poorly educated they have a bunch of mental problems and now the mayor and some of the people that are on the city council they're they're proposing turning abandoned hotels and abandoned apartment houses into what they're calling low-income housing.
2: Why is there so much of that in Albuquerque? Just, like, abandoned hotels? Like, they already did that with a abandoned jail. They're
6: doing that here in Keene. Hmm.
1: Really? It's
3: going to be a new building that's being constructed.
1: Hmm. That is a privately run uh, homeless place. Yeah. He's talking about the government run, taking yeah. over hotels that are, yeah. quote-unquote, abandoned. Uh, uh, it sounds like, Richard, you're a critic of this idea. Well, yes,
6: I am, because mm-hmm. I just bought a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath house for $285,000. And last year, the property tax on that house was over $2,800. Wow. I'm a, ta- I'm a property taxpayer, and... Probably most, some of this money I'm going to be paying in property taxes will be going to rent and take over these abandoned hotels and abandoned apartment houses. And my property taxes is going to be used to support what they're calling low income housing.
1: Yep, And you know what they're going to be doing in there? They're going to be smoking crack. And drinking alcohol and taking their uh, their welfare checks and blowing it on really expensive stuff because that's their lifestyle.
2: And, and look what Richard has done for the homeless.
1: Nikki, you're just beginning to tell us what sounds like a really disturbing story. I mean, Canada has been... You know, shockingly, I think, because everybody think when you think of Canada, you think, oh, those people are so nice.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: But not the government. Nope. And it's really been it's been absolutely terrifying. The stories that have come out of Canada since the covid madness mm-hmm. uh, has taken over there. We've seen businesses being destroyed yep. and shut down, which, of course, happened in the United States as yeah. well. Uh, but it was like they were arresting business owners there during the, the crackdown and. You know, maybe that happened in the U.S. here and there, but it seemed to be happening more often per capita in Canada. As you pointed out, they put in severe travel restrictions. You were not allowed to fly and still, I believe, are not uh, when it comes to if you have not been vaccinated. Mm -hmm. You had a friend who couldn't even travel across the border.
3: I also know a lot of people that fled the country before those travel restrictions. Either they made it out in time before the travel restrictions were set in place or they snuck out. But now they essentially can't go back or they need to get a fake vax card or something, you know, which a lot of people yeah, aren't willing that's to a crime. risk.
1: That's like a felony. You know,
3: there's that. And then there's also like the principle of it. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend like, no, this is against my beliefs and I'm not going to play your game and pretend I am when right. I'm not.
1: You don't want to live a life. That's not your life. You're yeah. just living for the benefit of these politicians. You're doing as you're told and that's not fulfilling. You're taking them yeah. no, it's on. Not.
2: So if you get yeah. a fake a passport, you're just going to be counted as one of the, um, you know, of people that passed yeah. the border today, and you must have been vaccinated, you showed your vaccine Well, and that was a big
3: reason why I just, I, I mean, I thought I was going to be blacklisted from nursing forever. I just got fired from my job, and I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And luckily I found a job who was okay with me being unvaccinated. Well, haven't some but hospitals I wasn't,
1: been hiring people back? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also,
2: I got news from my brother. Um, In the Air Force? Yeah, he sent this thing that said, Congress set to rescind COVID-19 <sighs> vaccine mandate for troops. So he said, I just feel I so
3: bad for the people who got vaccinated, essentially mm-hmm. against their will, because they were terrified. Thinking
1: it was all they could do to save their job. And, and now,
3: you know, it's just, it's really sad that people had to do that, because who yeah. knows what the long-lasting effects of this thing are, and who knows if they're reversible or not.
2: I do feel bad for people, too, but people need to learn to not go against their will. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a thing that people do to themselves, whether you like it or not. Like you made the choice. It's fear, you know. Yep. You can't fear. let
3: fear take control of your life. Yep. So
1: now, if uh, these doctors in Canada go with their will, they're gonna possibly go into a prison cell. So how many how many doctors are we gonna start seeing popping up in Canadian prisons now? So what's the proposal here? They're they're gonna pass. They're considering. It hasn't passed yet. Yeah. But they're considering a law that would essentially make. Uh, making any kind of medical recommendation outside of the state's approved, whatever their medical recommendations are, is going to be a crime.
3: And I don't know if this is specifically, the article is making it seem like this is specifically in regards to COVID.
1: You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune in our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's Amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.